Darling, we've had one hell of a time But the question on everybody's mind Where is the Hello and welcome to Ideas Don't Bleed, a comics podcast presented by Ashcan Press and featuring Matthew Rosenberg and the Supple Boys, Ethan S. Parker, and Griffin Sheridan. This is part two of our discussion with Megan Fitzmartin. We hope you enjoy. So you land on Tim Drake right when you get in the door, and for lack of a sort of better term, you kind of plant your flag. In, you know. <laughs> I mean, you've done like a lot with Tim mm-hmm. yeah, right. and most of your DC work has been with him. If Yes. yes. Uh, it, it Barring was... one foray out with Penguin, but yeah, it's mostly <laughs> been Tim Drake. Um, sometimes he's on a team though. So there yes. are other people there. That's true. Uh, That's is, true. It, for me, uh, I, I really love the idea of like grabbing a character and being like, mm-hmm. I love this character. Like I want to run with them and, uh, was that something you had in mind? Is Tim mm-hmm. someone you loved going in? Was it just the luck of the draw? Like, yes, on all that? counts. I mean, yeah. they, this is uh, I. I love extra time with a character as much time as I can get. I think that helps you build build um, a really good emotional rapport both with the audience and with the character themselves. Like, I'm I'm not a woo woo writer, but like there is there does feel like a sort of trust with a character especially a character that has been around for so long that um has their own mythos Mm -hmm. that like i don't i i feel both the pressure and the honor of being able to play in that character's world and making sure that i i tell the best story that i can tell for mm-hmm. that character and for the people who that character represents, because mm-hmm. to be honest, like I, the more that I've been working with Tim Drake, the more I've sort of realized that each Robin kind of represents a specific generation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the more that I got into that, the more that sort of became my way into the character. Uh, so I was really grateful that I got the chance to write more of Tim Drake. Now I had no idea that I was going to, that was, it it was very much a like I will take whatever you give me. I am I am a happy go lucky. I just like writing stories. Um, what if you if you got a brief, you want me to do something, let me know and we'll go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's part of that comes from writing in television, also writing in animation, where uh, in TV writing, you know, if you're if you did not create the show, you are writing a voice of someone else and so you were writing under like you were writing someone else's version of a character um which i love and i love the ability to have been doing that with tim drake for so long and wanting to speak to that character and so i i never necessarily was like oh i really want to do these things because that was not the question that was asked the question that was asked was do you want to do something with this character and the more that i spent time with that character i was like yes yes i do i have many thoughts on this and i as i think you have to do as a writer you have to sort of be like no i know what this is i know exactly what this is and i'm gonna go with it and you you can 
come along for the ride or not. Robbie actually talked to Robbie the other day and Robbie was, was like, you, you're, you're part of a party and either people are going to come with you or they're not, but like you're, you bring the party where you go. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think the similar thing with Tim Drake, where it's like, I, I'm going to tell the story for as long as anybody lets me tell the story. And, and if people come along, that's cool. If not, yeah. that's also fine. And yeah. 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 I think that's a really interesting way of talking about it and thinking about it. Like I, I don't know. I mean, I had a similar experience in, in getting DC because I, uh, you know, I had this call with Ben and he was like, well, what do you want to do? And I sort of walked through like ideas and thoughts. And then it wasn't until I said like sort of wildcat stuff that yeah. he was like, oh, there's a spot for, you know, like do grifter. And he lit up like a Christmas tree. He lit up like a Christmas tree. It's funny because I'm, I'm friends with, uh, I'm good friends with James Tynan. And mm. after, after, like right after I got off the call with Ben, like I, James called me and was like, how was the call? And I was yeah. like, I think it was really good. And then I was like, you know, I, I, it was going okay. And then I mentioned Wildcats and James was like, you're such a kiss ass. And I was like, I didn't know he no, was yeah. a editor. Like I didn't do my research. So I wasn't trying to kiss his ass. And he's like, well, you kissed his ass. And I was yeah. like, well done. Um, well done. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, you get that. There's such a fun feeling of being like, oh, I, I have a lot of stories to tell. Like yeah. you, you have to go in being like, I have a lot to say. Yeah. And then you kind of keep getting tested on that to be like, yeah. do you though? Like that's, <laughs> that's how it's been for me. Like I did two issues. And when I turned in my first script, they were like, do you want to do five more issues? And I was like, yeah. And like, I turned in my first issue of that. And they were like, do you want to do the full Wildcats book? And I was like, yeah. And it's just this always game of being like, I'm here as long as you'll have me. Yeah. Um, it, you know, and I have been on books where I've been like, I'm out of stuff to say about this. Sure, like sure. I'm, I'm done. But like, there is a fun, like, maybe I only have two issues worth to say on this, or maybe I have 30, but I'm going to like come in and act like I have two, you know, and it's such a, yeah, you're the party and, and you can, yeah, come and join me or not. But (laughs) yeah, yeah, there's this assumption that you're going to be talking about Tim Drake for the next 10 years and DC can either listen to you or not. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're, you, I feel very strongly about this character and I love him and, and yeah, I have plenty to say. And if I only get two issues with him, cool. Then that was all of the amount that I was going to say, like that I, I that you're going to give me yeah. to say with him. You don't know what my fan fiction account is. You can't t- take that away from me. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, I mean, it's possible they can, but uh, I mean, they, yeah, they should honestly, but the, uh, I don't have one really. So it's okay. When you talk about, it's interesting that you talk about the, the, the Tim being like the different Robins being generational. Mm-hmm. And like, I've heard other people say that, that it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, it depends when you came up and what you came up with. And I, I don't have as much, I have my own favorite Robins and yeah. this and that, but I never thought of it that way, but I'm very I mean, I, I recognize that it's definitely a truth with the fans and, mm-hmm. and the audience and, and the creators, but I, you know, coming up in X-Men, like it was definitely true that you would yeah. meet people who are like, and it's still true in X-Men that like, you can judge how people react to things to be like, did you grow up reading Chris Claremont X-Men? Did you grow <laughs> yeah. up no, absolutely. watching the cartoon? Did you grow up on the movies? Like that, that all colors how you're going to take things. And so, I mean, I guess the question is, was Tim your Robin? Like he's, he's generationally your Robin, you feel like? No, uh, yes and no. So these questions are almost always like, is this a trap? Because then people sure. are like, but you don't want to. Like, no, I, no, I mean, no, I, that's not. No, I, I can, all, all cards on the table. 
uh, depending on everything, Tim is either my fourth or sixth favorite Robin. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so and I, also, also Rosenberg loves a trap question. I love uh, it. He'll, oh, he'll this get is an ambush podcast. We're gonna yeah, cut yeah, out yeah. everything. As as we, I don't mind a trap question as long as we all know it's a trap. Yeah, yeah. That's no. Okay. <laughs> no, obviously, obviously, yes. There are people who are gonna be like, "But you write him. He should be yeah. your favorite." Yeah. That's not the reality of the world. Like, it also is. <laughs> I. I think a thing that I've the way that I've gotten around this question is by the fact that like there are just things around about each Robin that I really love. Um, sure. I so I grew up with Nightwing. Um, I am an oldest child. There was a lot with Nightwing is the Dean Winchester of of comics. Like there's this <laughs> level of just oldest child trying to do his best, but also like getting into trouble and not always doing his best. Um, and so I definitely connected with a lot of that mm -hmm. growing up. Also, I was stuck essentially in the 60s and 70s for most of my growing up experience. So it wasn't like I was raised like uh, a true millennial until I got <laughs> <coughs> out, of, out of high school. Mm -hmm. um, so that, I think, like was my first Robin. And then... I, when I was starting to watch Batman the Animated Series, I started watching Tim Drake there and then worked backwards sort of into the Tim Drake comics. Um, and so I, and then I, and then I fell in love with Damien. Like I didn't expect to love Damien as much as I loved Damien. I remember reading those comics and I, I love Grant Morrison. I, I was always a Grant Morrison fan and I remember reading it going, oh, I hate this. This is new and different and change. And then I read more and I was like, oh, what a little shit. And yeah. then that like, it was sort of just how it ended and was like, okay, I guess I'm fine with this now. So like all of them, and then Jason, like Jason came back and yeah. there's been so much amazing work done with more recent stories of Jason that I have been like, cause early on I was never a Jason fan. So all of these different things of like, I grew up with all of these different Robins and Tim, Tim has always sort of been there in a way it feels like your friend from high school who like you just grew up with, but you're not aware how close you are until you come back together and because you're in the same city and you're like, oh, hey, isn't our childhood weird? And then you just bond because you're like, yeah, that was weird. That was a weird time and no one else understands. And so yeah. I think that that's sort of how I came back to Tim Drake and, and mm -hmm. engaged with Tim Drake is that he's always been there and now it's like we're living in the same town and he, he yeah. also lives, he lives on a boat also he, i mean mm -hmm. i don't right know how that you know. came about <laughs> oh. i i pitched the idea to my editor of tim living on a boat mostly because i wanted to get tim away from uh the everything that we knew about gotham everything that we knew mm -hmm. about the family mm -hmm. and living on a marina i was like this is exactly the place where tim would end up this is a place that like i know really well and i think should be in more things and uh i just love a marina a marina is a place that of just wild wild people and humans and activities so it is, it is funny because in, in your book when when you start introducing the marina and the characters and i was like it's one of those things where you're like I have no idea if this is real, if this is what this is like at all, but it feels authentic and crazy. Like, I love those things that feel like, I don't know if this is super well-researched or not researched at all, <laughs> but like, 
it feels good. Like it feels mm-hmm. like a w- realized. It feels really realized. Thank you. And so finding out that you're on a boat uh, on your podcasting boat, like <laughs> answered a lot of questions. And I'll be honest, part of me was like, I hope in some way, part of me was like, I hope she did no research. And I knew nothing. I knew absolutely nothing about boats. And people I've never like, seen a boat. Yeah, never, <laughs> never They're just large boats. ducks, is what. Boats are like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would just be amazing if I, if Marina people were like, "This is the least authentic representation of Marina." <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's 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 great. I'm really like, I I really like the book. I really I really love Tim Drake mm. Robin. And one of the things I realized, I I really liked the first issue a lot. I thought, oh, it's really fun. You really capture this detective thing really well. Like mm-hmm. you, you, like it's actually a detective story, but in a fun, like, kind mm-hmm. of kids detective way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then in the second issue, you have that beat where you're like, or maybe it's the third issue where you're like, is this an Arthur Conan Doyle story? Is it a oh, Philip yeah. story? And you're like, no, it's it's Scooby Doo mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> And like, I, I was just sort of my jaw kind of dropped at that because I was like, I, I don't know if this is like one of the like, boldest, like, you're just sort of laying your cards on the table of being like, this is our influence. This is what and I love that. Like, I'm super into that idea of just being like, here's what we're doing. Like, come along with us. And I, I was that sort of the idea going forward was were you like, was it always like, we want to do scooby-doo mysteries we want to do a kind of like monster of the week and a kind of you know that's gonna be a big conspiracy and the crazy characters around him and his friends all coming in was that always it yeah i mean i pulling very much from my own personal interests and preferences i grew up on you know older shows that were very much about the community that exists as we are all trying to solve some sort of wackadoo mystery that like only has slight tethers to reality. Um, And that I love a mystery. I have always loved the first books that I remember reading were like the Nancy Drew murder mystery or they weren't murder mysteries. She always got kidnapped, which is my favorite thing in the entire world. I love kidnappings. I know how to spell chloroform. It's one of my favorite things. Like immediately (laughs) I knew how to spell that without even looking because I just read so much about chloroform as a kid. Um, And it, it's so much, this book is so much a labor of love and a labor of like pouring into this story with Tim because that's a side of Tim that I find really interesting and something we don't get to see as much because superhero comics are always about like superheroes. They're always about the more big, crazy, like an alien's coming again. And like, that's fine. I love those stories too, (laughs) but I I was really um, influenced by uh, Mark Wade's Daredevil and how mm-hmm. those were just so much more stories about this local community like this just this neighborhood yeah. and um, he, he leaves the Avengering to the Avengers they're going to take care of the world as it is I care about Hell's Kitchen and that yeah. is where I'm gonna that's just where I'm where I'm staying mm-hmm. um, and obviously like that ebbs and flows but like that was sort of the push with this is to give Tim this world and to really lean into the detective stuff, because that is such a, there's so many people that ask the question, why Tim and and who who gives a shit about Tim really? Mm -hmm. And that's an unfair question, but in a world full of superheroes and 
multi like high powered and whatnot how does he stand out he stands out because he's a detective he stands out because he is the robin who discovered who batman is um so if you're doing a book about him you dive into that and you dig into a murder mystery that um pulls from the greats pulls from um the first murder mysteries we get like you know pose mysteries and we get scooby-doo because that's also part of this world like you just trying to fill it with all of these things that are all important to mystery solvers and mystery lovers like myself yeah it's it's such a it's such a smart take on it because i I do feel like um i was watching i watched uh michael mann's thief recently the 70s and yeah and and it's it's a it's a great film you know it's a 70s heist story but basically in the end they like spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen thief it came out in the 70s like or <laughs> early 80s like sorry i'm spoiling it whatever get over we'll put it. time codes in so you guys yeah. can just be like this is a spoiler for all of you who are waiting for the 35th anniversary dvd of thief or whatever yeah. but like in the end they have to steal it they have to break into a vault and he's like the great safecracker and the whole thing is he goes well i'm gonna go into the building on friday of a long weekend because it's gonna take me three days to just blow torch through the door yeah and and that's yeah. it and like yeah. that's the heist it's just like <laughs> well no one's gonna come into work on monday so tuesday i have till monday night to get out and i watched it and i loved it mm-hmm. and i was like we're in such an era of everything has to be like mission impossible everything yeah. has to be fast and furious where it has to be bigger and crazier yeah that like i think is sort of antithetical to character work and i think is antithetical to like it it makes us lose sight of why we care about character yes. because because it's yes. it's about the intimate and the personal and the relatable and like yes. i love a mission impossible movie i love seeing tom cruise stuck to the side of something that's moving fast but like I'm currently re-watching the mission impossible movies right now like yeah, i yeah, love yeah. them I, I love them they're amazing but... wait, wait wait real quick what's the best one what's the best ghost mission protocol. Impossible? ghost protocol okay yeah, yeah. Out. i sometimes like oh, <laughs> off. sometimes every now and then i'm like is three my favorite i fucking three is pretty three. good it's really good okay. but everyone's yeah, always it's, like it's it always starts that. with four and i'm like no, oh, no, jj no, no, did no. some pretty Three's good work in three Three's three good. and four are always when, when's about. the last time anyway. you watched three that's my question just like a year or a couple two years ago, ago. Yeah. Okay. yeah yeah it, just a couple years ago it, it gets weirdly dark it's weird quite it's weirdly dark in the way that all J.J. Abrams films are shot weirdly dark and you you can't see anything. <laughs> oh, that's that's I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's got brain bombs. Anyway, continue. Yeah, it's, got, it's got brain bombs. Brain bombs but, are tight. But, you know, I, I just think about that a lot of, like, mm. I grew up reading, you know, for me, like, a lot of the stuff I loved, like, it, I wasn't a... I remember hearing the Stanley expression, it's the world outside your window. Mm. And me being like, oh, like it's not all the world outside your window. You have the silver surfer off in space and the Fantastic <laughs> yeah. Four doing yeah. all that stuff. But like, it's way outside your window. It's way out. I mean, like, yeah. It's, it's a dot far, far away. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But I like, like Daredevil and Spider Man. And like, I remember like the new warriors were like kids. And, and the same thing, like, I have an affinity for Marvel because I grew up in New York City and I was like, yeah. oh, they're going places I go. Yeah. But like in the same way, like the DC universe, like Superman's amazing and I love Superman and yeah. I love Wonder Woman. Like they're yeah. amazing characters and some of my favorite comics. 
but there's just something about when you can do a street level story and like Tim is such a great gateway for that because he is this kid who's very self-sufficient and he's very much uh, into figuring stuff out and finding stuff. And so like when you talk about like, yeah, I wanted to put him somewhere, you have that perfect mix for me of like, it's the world outside your window but also it's not because it's a marina and I've never really hung out at marinas. Exactly. Like you, you want to ask the question, how is this different? Sure. Fine. I get that. But it doesn't have to be the, the big, to your point, Mission Impossible, Fast and Furious yeah. all the time. I think that is something that like, I, I frankly get exhausted by. I get this, yeah. the fatigue over and it's something that I very much want to come back is that, we can tell big stories we should tell big stories yeah. i absolutely think that that's the um, amazing thing that we get to do we should also tell small stories i mean yeah. identity crisis is one of the best stories and it is sure. such a a smaller scale story compared yeah. to crisis on infinite earths and yeah. both things are important to the medium both things moved the medium ahead various different ways yeah but we cannot have one without the other yeah and i think you know i i think i think about that a lot of like the way both of the big companies push out events and Mm -hmm. you're like every event makes the ones before it a little less special in some way because they're so epically huge and the way to counteract that is to do intimate stories to find out about you know batman's neighbors to like you know have yeah one of my favorite stories from Fantastic Four is when they give, it's Mark Wade again, it's when they give uh, Johnny control of the company. Mm-hmm. Like, what a... Yeah, yeah. The stakes are not anywhere near what they they are normally. Yeah. But they're so real for Johnny, and they're so real for the family, and I yeah. love that. Like, yeah. I thought that that was so interesting. For sure, for sure. And it's really fun to like to take that stuff and 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 dive into it but also find the organic way in and yeah. that's yeah. you know that's what's fun speaking of that like I, I obviously a big headline grabber around your book is is tim being bisexual mm-hmm. um you were nominated for a glad award for it and and it's obviously something that that people love and are celebrating and uh, is really exciting like but also it goes to that thing of being relatable for people that people mm. are you know want to see themselves represented in books want to see their friends and their family represented in books want to see people they know want to see experiences that aren't just myopically a yeah. singular mm-hmm. thing um where did that come from the idea of of having tim be bisexual having exploring that in the book uh largely it came from when uh, Dave Wolgas, who was a, the editor for my Urban Legend comics, reached out to me. He was like, we, we'd love to have more Tim Drake stories. L- let me know what you think, what, what stories you'd like to tell with Tim. And I was like, great. A perfect opportunity for me to read comics as my job, which is my favorite reason to read comics ever is when I sure. get paid for it, too. Um, but I got to go back and read some of my favorites. And to really binge Tim Drake, essentially, to really binge a character, which is not something that I normally do. I normally will read, like, series and things like that. Mm -hmm. But to binge a character is really fun. Um, And the more that I was getting into it, the more I was like, this feels like the story that has not been told and needs to be told. 
and uh really just felt it in my gut and like went in I I pulled screen grabs and I I had like a dossier basically for my editor to be like here you go here is my uh reasonings behind it it come uh-huh. it came from a very organic space I felt where I was like I can see these things mm-hmm. I can see how this leads to this moment in Tim's life and I think that this is something that we should do um and that's where that came from it was just sort of diving into the character and feeling it out with with that character and wanting to be partners with that character and going basically like what do you want to say what is it that you want to do and want to say with this and this is what I felt like and then the more that I was thinking about it post that time and post like uh it it coming out and all of the stuff was like the stuff that we were talking about with millennials, it is, it works out that it's also a very millennial conversation to sort of realize that like, oh, the person that I thought that I was is not that. The person mm-hmm. that I thought that I loved is maybe different than I thought. Like it maybe looks different for me. And it's a, a millennial question that I think a lot of people are are having constantly, certainly mm-hmm. where I am. And so uh, it, I it makes sense both retro like retrospectively but even in the moment like i it all came from a very organic place of like what does this character want to say Mm -hmm. what is what is the important story here for him Mm -hmm. it's something that i really this isn't so much a question it's just something that like that uh i really loved about about that story and that element of the, the ongoing tim drake thing is like people talk about the illusion of change with comics Mm. and how like you know they're characters that continue forever and um and things can happen to them but there are general status quos to shake back down to um but something i really loved about this with tim drake is that like it it the the way that the idea is introduced is like as a realization for him Mm -hmm. like it's 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 just sort of like oh like i think this is an element of me and i i that felt really special to me because Mm. it doesn't feel like a retcon necessarily it doesn't feel like some hard thing introduced to like it's Mm -hmm. like this is the new status quo like it just feels like this nice like easy like oh this is this is like me and and that I, i feel like that is a really special thing with a character that goes forever mm. because when you when when that's something that you reflect upon with your own life it's just sort of like oh yeah at life just keeps going and going and going and like you you can very late in life have these realizations about yourself and you yeah. can just like and then like looking back you can like have that as context of things that have happened before and um yeah i don't know it's, like i said it's not a question it's just something that i I think I think that seeing things like that happening in comics right now is really special because it allows for the medium to um, have a lot of resonance for, mm. for 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 your real life. And uh, I don't know. I just thought it was yeah. I thought it was really lovely. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, yeah, that. Well, it's it's a big story of discovery in insofar yeah. as what you're talking about, Ethan, and also. He's a detective. He's, he's discovering <laughs> stuff all the time. That's so I love the sort of meta, <laughs> almost level of that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, also him and Bernard are so cute. <laughs> I think hey! it's <laughs> I've got and, I got some art back recently for an issue that's coming out that I am so excited. I lost my yeah. mind over because I was like, this is adorable. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, no. especially like, you know, uh, I'm sure we all are Ethan and I are really big Spider-Man fans and so mm-hmm. much, of course, of 
his whole shtick is always the soap opera of it all, the relationship yeah. drama of it all. And so I love when there's some of that in my superhero comics. Oh yeah. And yes. uh seeing yes. it here, uh it has like a it has like a different tone to it because it is it feels really wholesome, like from the dark. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. when it's amongst the super colorful yeah. massive characters at the arena as well, it just feels <laughs> yeah. uh so good. Um I also wanted to say that I love uh I love the whole like he's getting out from under Batman's shadow uh, and he's going out, he's doing his own thing. He's like, fuck you, dad. I'm going to go do my own thing. And then they're like, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going to do what my dad does. I'm doing better. the same thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And that's so good. That's so real. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I really, really love everything that you guys are doing. Talking about art. Good yeah, I do Rossmo, pity you because it's got it's got to be hard working with Riley Rossmo. Yeah, oh, it's, uh, uh, he's, an absolute nightmare. He sends yeah, things in, and I'm like, how? But how? He tur- got when I tell you he when I was like, okay, Marina, imagine, imagine if you will, uh, yeah. the art that came back. I fell down. I fully, <laughs> I fully could no longer stand because yeah. I just was like, this is. I want this on walls, not in, and not in the podcasting boat because there's just no yeah Yeah, no no real wall space (laughs) but i need it i need it somewhere in life i will like tapestry it to my body like i don't even it just is it was everything that i want riley's an interesting guy i never know what i want him on yeah because like martian manhunter was like oh my god that's yes and but then like Mm -hmm. harley was so chaotic and so like riley cut loose and then shifting from that to this it was like I didn't know I wanted this, but it's it's great. Yeah. It's like yeah, it, yeah. It's what he's doing with so some of the like design elements. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't, like I absolutely agree with what you just said, Ethan. Where Harley yeah. was such a sort of yeah, so bombastic. Yeah. Um, and then this has elements of that, but also is is pushing him to do these things with like all the forensic stuff and the detective work that yeah. is so interesting. And I love, I really really love seeing it. Um, and I love that, like, between those two titles in particular, like, there's this whole little weird corner of Gotham <laughs> that is being, like, fleshed out by <laughs> Riley. And uh, I feel like this is just another really fantastic addition to that. Mm. Really, really good. Uh, he, he's amazing. And it's he really is. He turns in art, and it it is... I love the journey that he always takes me on because it's always a thing of like, oh, I didn't know that that is what I needed this art to mm-hmm. look like. I didn't know that that's what I wanted this to to be. And he's he's so creative and he's so intelligent. Like I could I could wax poetic on uh, for mm-hmm. him for hours and hours because he's just mm-hmm. he's also the nicest. Of course yeah. he is. He's Canadian. Like sure. of course. Yeah. Well, speaking of nice, uh, he had to ship me something for us to ship out to a fan. Yeah. And he knew yeah. he he knew I was reading Robin, that I was digging Robin. And so he included this with the thing that I had to ship out. And so That's so good. God damn it. Awesome. Yes, yes, yes. And yeah. I was like, is this do you want me to like include this for the like the person who won your piece and he's like no that's for you and i was like you son of a bitch god he's, damn he's the best he's guy so nice. he's so he's good so yeah. nice it's yeah, not yeah, fair yeah. <laughs> I, I like that that was, just, that was just in a pile somewhere in your house also well <laughs> it was on top of his clothes over it's there it's with yeah. a bunch of things that have to be put up on the wall um, I wanted to ask you quickly about your animation work because that that's been super interesting too. Is that you're on the DC animation side? Thanks. You were just talking in your newsletter about 
about the so I've I've never heard it said out loud. Is it Ruby? It's it, Ruby. It, it, yes. Justice, no, you're, Justice you're right. League it's Ruby Justice movie. League Ruby. <laughs> I mean, I I'm very aware of Ruby. I've just never heard anyone say so I'm like, is it RWBY or is no. it Ruby? Um, I know. Is it like I, the I ran YMCA? Into the same thing. You're fine. Yeah. I know. The, YMCA is Yimka. You're supposed to say Yimka. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's you crazy. said it wrong there. This whole that's, time. That's yeah. we, the song is really misleading then. Uh, but so that was super interesting because you were talking about how long animation takes to get out and how you wrote that like in 2021 mm-hmm. um, and uh, that's super cool to me and that's all really exciting uh, are, is that a space that you really enjoy working in and are you you know you might not be able to say but are you wanting to do more there like um, it, and is that similar to the TV process at all uh, great questions I love animation um, I one of my favorite shows growing up was the Justice League animated show. Like mm-hmm. it just was incredibly formative and influential into my young life. Um, and it uh, is something why, like I, I find it really important. I find animation really important. Once again, I, I think that like leaning into uh, spaces where, you can actually change minds rather than like try and change minds when they're later in life. It seems yeah, right. yeah. Uh, why, why aren't we um, teaching people to be so kind and nice when they're younger um, right. would argue. But I, so I very much love animation for that. Um, the process is long. I love to do more of it. Um, I am doing a little more of it and nice. um, yeah, I, it is, it's, I'll honestly say it's actually more similar to writing audio. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's writing animation because you have to write the way that I always think about it. Whenever you're writing in different mediums, I always think about it as who am I writing this for? Not the audience. The audience is like second or third person down the line of who I think about. Uh, in comics, I am writing for the artist and the editor. In animation, I'm writing for the storyboard artist and, and the director and the voiceover art, uh, right. actors. In, television i'm writing for of hundreds of different departments and in audio i'm writing for the sound designer and the in the voice actors and so um with audio and animation the sound designer is like the storyboard artists um and and so when i am writing a script for either one i have to be very visual in what i'm explaining and describing um whereas in comics you sort of create like it's one person that I'm writing to generally. Like I, I'm writing to the um, in in terms of an artist. I'm writing to a specific artist. So like we'll have shorthands or we'll be on the phone and we'll be like, you know, it's like that thing that I told you about that like looks like this. I had a thing recently where I was like, you know, that moment when like in the Great Mouse Detective where Olivia pulls the blanket back and it's a bat and it's terrifying. I want that. So that that's what I want. <laughs> Um, that's a harder thing to write in like an audio or uh, animation script so um, that I think I tend to think of it as animation is more like writing for audio and vice versa whereas comics because it's still um, that's the other thing right it's still it's static images Um, Mm -hmm. whereas you're still sort of able to roll through through the images for animation so yeah We got to hear about that Substack. You're doing cool stuff over there. <laughs> Thank you. I just started it. I took a lesson from some of my favorite Substack people. Uh, 
Who and you hired us. Maybe, maybe, or <laughs> maybe I'm not jokes. on this call. They are. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I have been really fascinated by. I've been reading subsects for a little while now, mm-hmm. and it's especially as social media. Who knows? Who knows what Twitter is? Who knows where any of that is? Um, but Substack, what I've been wanting to do with it is sort of just create a space for people to talk about writing in different mediums and formats. Um, I'm really passionate about it. I get very annoyed when in, in this, the year of our Lord, 2023, people are told to stay in one lane and only write one particular type of media that is impossible that does not pay the bills anymore Um, even in television which it should pay a lot of money that that is no longer the case in some situations and so um i am very much a a big proponent of writing in different mediums because it also makes you a better writer it makes you a better storyteller and so uh i was looking up trying to find spaces where people talk about the differences between different mediums and what you can take from different places and there's just not a lot because the advice is always focus on one focus on one focus on one um and so i'm trying to create a community within that that says you know you can focus on a lot of things as long as you focus on one particular thing what is it that you're trying to say for me i want to tell people that they are loved that is my goal through stories whatever type of medium that i am using that is how i will be a a the the person that I am for this like I I will be able to tell people that I that they are loved that is who I am and I can do that in any media format um and I think it's really important I think it's really cool too that like there are all these different types of ways to tell a story and we can only learn and we can only grow so yeah come come find me over at uh over at Substack it's uh Megan Fitzmartin I believe is the is is the URL Love it. We'll, That's awesome. We'll put a link up or something. We know how nice. to do that, right, guys? <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I'll Google it real quick. It's probably a, an FAQ. Um, well, Megan, thank you so much for coming on the yes, show and hanging you. out. Um, Thanks so I, much I, for having me. I feel like this show, like a, a lot of times it's it's people we have on who are, are comics writers, who are, are friends of mine and and people I know, and I always get excited when a writer can come on who who does something that I really love that I can't do and, <laughs> and and you tell these stories that are that are so hopeful and and optimistic and fun in a way that like I'm very envious of and jealous of <laughs> and and i I really I love it and i'm I'm so excited and it's it's always exciting for me as a comics creator to see someone else in comics who's doing that and telling these stories that are getting mm-hmm. people excited and happy. And you see with the Tim Drake stuff and the books you're making, like people who aren't normally in a comic shop getting mm-hmm. excited about a book and talking about a comic. And that's so exciting for me. And I think should be for mm-hmm. all comics fans. And Absolutely. Well, a- and I, I try and push people your way, your, your work on, no, it's true. Four <laughs> kids walk into a bank. And I, I was so excited when, uh, uh, what's the furthest place from here started coming out because I, I have loved both of those so much and well, so thank you. Megan this was awesome and, and super fun and thank you for for making the awesome books that you do and thank yes. you for coming and hanging out with us for a little bit yeah absolutely thanks for having me and that brings us to the end of part two of our discussion with Megan Fitzmartin 
Make sure to check out Tim Drake Robin, as well as everything else Megan is working on, by giving her a follow on Twitter at MegFitz89. To get the latest episodes of this podcast, as well as news, giveaways, and even comics delivered straight to your inbox, go to ashcanpress.com and sign up for the newsletter. We'll be back next week with another wonderful guest. And in the meantime, you can write to us at ideasdontbleedpod at gmail.com or tweet to Matthew Rosenberg at ashcanpress on Twitter, me at Tales to Astonish, or Griffin at Griff Sheridan. We'll include some of your correspondence on the show, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. And big thanks to Summer People for our theme song, Where's the Poison? Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.